Warning! What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. Ladies and gentlemen, dorks and dweebs, nerds of all ages, GeekPod Network Productions is proud to bring to you the most electrifying middle-aged guys in Syracuse, the Dr. Hugh Allen, the pod whore, Paul Showitz. Alone, they are single geek beacons in a dark cop drama world. But when the mics go hot, they are GeekPod. God Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. And I'm Corbs. All right, boys. I don't know why I say this every week anymore, but what you playing? <laughs> well, duh. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Although I may have some new games to talk about next week. Uh, got a notification from Steam that three games on my Steam wish list from like seven years ago were on sale. So I picked up uh, four games for like $1.49 today. Hopefully Wait, all four old. or like yeah, all, all of them together. Like that's awesome. Yeah. That is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, it only works with really old games. I mean, Steam is great if you have a computer that can run it. But as Paul knows, my gaming rig is dead. So I have my work computer and I have the basically an office computer that I picked up so that I have a second computer. You know, it's okay for some older games. But anyway, the ones I picked up, um, Call of Cthulhu, Dark Corners of the Earth, and the entire Still Life series, which is a uh, kind of a paranormal detective mystery type thing uh but uh call of cthulhu is a first person you know lovecraft based uh type game uh i don't really know a whole lot about it i just added it on years ago because you know i'm into that thing we've talked about lovecraft a lot recently uh and i was just hey you know what i'm gonna grab those because you know it's a whole dollar 49 and uh maybe i can talk about something other than uh, valhalla (laughs) i will tell you though uh i this week i uh how far am I? I'm, I don't, did I finish Sussex? I don't know. I decided, you know what? It's about time because my, my power level is, you know, over 200, you know, 230, 240, something like that. And so um, you guys probably don't know this, but there is a point at which you get to go to Asgard. Um, yeah. I saw that in some of the walkthrough stuff. Okay. Yes. And it's, it's not necessarily in a linear part of the story. It's kind of a side quest. Uh, but nice. I had read somewhere because I looked up, I was like, you know, at what power level should you go to Val or go to Asgard? Because I just wanted to make sure I didn't do it while I was super underpowered. And they were like, ah, you know, it's power level 90. So at least be 60 or 70. I'm like, oh, well, fuck. I, <laughs> I should have went a while uh, ago. <laughs> yeah. But I also read that you should do it before the end of the game because it does add some context for things that happen uh, nice. in the end game. So I decided to start it up. Uh, really interesting so far. Um, I guess this really wouldn't be a spoiler, uh, but I think that if you let the game choose your gender, I think you're playing as female Ivor up until this point, and then you switch to the male one, because when you get there, 
you're a completely different character. You're somebody different. It's almost like, you know how Layla is in Ivor's, you know, playing through Ivor's story from her point of view. It's almost like you step into one of the gods and Asgard's point of view. Nice. A completely different story. It's a little jarring at first because your character looks the same, but the voice actress even voices her differently. That's to, cool. To, yeah, to match this different personality. Um, so it's cool. Um, I don't have anything bad to say. I don't want to give out any uh, spoilers, though. Uh, so I'll, I'll leave it at that. But I'm looking forward to when you guys get there. But it's it's a nice change of pace. It's a completely different kind of land. That's very cool. Yeah. I can't wait to check that out. But I think I can speak for both Corbs and I in, uh, in, in saying that uh, we both uh, finally set sail this week. Yep. Both we both uh, England. We've both hit, nice. headed to merry old England. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm what, baby, maybe about 12 hours behind you, Corbs? I think point. so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got my, I started, obviously, you get to the first spot, you, you've set up, you set up camp. Um, you go in and talk to. Uh... Ranvi. No, no, no. I didn't, see, I didn't, talk, I haven't talked to Ranvi yet. I talked to his brother. When you get there, you, you and your brother. Sigurd. Okay. Sigurd, right. And you, he shows you like your. It's your quarter, your, your your bedroom quarters in the big in the in the longhouse, and then yep. after that you know you got the little box where they put the notes in there and stuff like that. You can go in and read those. I haven't done anything like that yet. Um, I went on, well, I think I've been on three or four raids since then. <laughs> so I've, I've, but I've I built um, the basically the blacksmith. He does the the weapons. Well, yeah, you have to. That's like the right. First one. That's the first one you got to do. Yeah. I did that one. I did the the goods, where you get like the arrows and the rations. I did that one. I built uh, fish the fisherman's house. I think I built that. I built the sleeping quarters for the crew, and then I built oh the hidden ones. Hero training training for I think my my camp's at a level three. Three yeah. out of six. So, and then the, what the hell is her name? The Volka. She she just showed up like, probably in the game, probably like this morning for me. But it's it's been a few. I've I've gone on a couple of raids since then. Like I was, I've been trying to pick up like all the wealth around. So like I've ended up at um, there's a couple of camps. The last one I just did was uh, Lettuceare. Lattice car. Yeah. I just did that one. There's a because there was a bunch of wealth and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. I went through there and uh, I found it pretty cool that I didn't have to like raid the the village that that town. I was able to go in and, and pretty much kill everybody. Pretty much like like stealth. I did it pretty much all like that. Was able to like jump down on people and kill them, sneak up behind them and kill them, hide out in the in the hay. Mm-hmm. and stuff like that I, I was able to get through that entire i had to fight a couple of extra guys like you you kill a couple guys and the guy next to him notices you type of thing but i, I killed probably 75 percent of them without having to use i didn't even call the the, the guys in the boat to raid the, the town i was able to get through the whole thing um i did notice and paul you'll hate this part of it a lot more snakes in that town fuck those snakes I, I so don't like I, that already. Yeah. And there's a there's one spot that you get. I think it's the glove. I'm not sure if it's the glove, but you have to get no, it's not the glove, it's something else. It's like the stink brew. That's what it was. You have to go in and there's a lady behind a grate, like a fence. 
she's in a cage type of thing, and you have to kill the snakes around there to get the eggs to give them to her. Okay. So that, I, that that's the one thing I noticed. There's probably, I want to say, six or seven, maybe even eight snakes in it that you have to kill. So, but I did that today, and I was able to get all of the the wealth. Um, I got the artifact out of there, which is the tattoo design. That's what the artifacts usually nine times out of ten. It's it, those are that what the artifacts are because you and I were talking about that, Paul. Yeah. Um, I got that. It took me. One, two, three, four times. I had to go back and forth because you, you chase it. And then if you, you get hung up or whatever, and you, you were talking about it's that, if you don't get the spot of time, it goes back to where it started. Yeah. Well, in this one, when you go back, it goes in the other direction. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I haven't <laughs> so, run into so that I, yet. But you're, so you, so you're, running, you're running back to get back to the spot to chase it in the direction and you get there and it goes the other way. Jesus. I'm like, son of a bitch, I gotta go that way now. So I'm chasing after it that way and I got hung up again and it I got to the spot where it was, and it was gone. I'm like, son of a bitch. So then you, you go back and you walk across the all the ropes and you get back to the same spot where it is, and it goes in the other direction, and you gotta try to catch <laughs> catch it in the other direction. Cause it's it's like it's it, it's weird. It's like in, it's like in the middle of the town, but it's like on the side, but it's in the middle. So it can go either way. Yeah. And it was that was it that that was a little annoying because you chase it and you be almost right there and it would disappear and you're like, really? So then I start going back and it goes in the direction. I'm like, son of a bitch! So I finally caught it going in the other direction. I was like, finally, I don't keep doing this. It got a little, a little uh, annoying. I was like, this is. I one point I was like, I'm just gonna leave it until later and just come back and do it. But I was like, no, fuck it, I'm here. Just get it done and get it over with. But I got. All the wealth out of there. I got all the artifact. I got the artifact. I found the mask. I found three masks now so far. I think I've got. I think I've got three too. Yeah. There is one of those lighting papers, and I, yeah. I don't know which town it is, but I think it's near the one where you set a set this guy up as king. But the only way you can get to it is there's a ledge, and you can jump off the ledge to activate it. It's basically floating in midair. Um, when you get to that, I mean, if you want to give it a try, go ahead. Uh, but it, at least last I knew it was bugged and like, uh, you can't, you can't like you, if you go by it, it just disappears. It doesn't actually start uh, going in any direction. So uh, I'm sure it'll get fixed in a, a release. But when I, when I get around to going back there, if I figure out how to get it, I'll tell let you guys know, but it's, a, okay. yeah, I fucked around with it and then looked it up and people were like, yeah, it's bugged. It doesn't work. Okay. I did go and get the bow too. I know you said to get that last time yep. we talked, but you said, you said just to get on your horse and ride straight through the middle of everything. Yeah. I took the boat and went the long, <laughs> the oh, long way yeah. around. That works too. So I, I, I was looking at it. I'm like, because I, I at first I tried to do it, but you, you end up running through some of those towns, and you have to, and obviously they, you pull the cloak over your head, and you're trying to ride through, but they're still shooting at you, and it's not really a straight shot. You got to kind of weave around the roads and stuff like that. So I was, I got to a spot, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to try something different. And I just, I was like, you know what? And I looked, and I pulled out, zoomed out of the map, and I'm like, you can just go all the way around, and there's nothing up there. I was wondering if I was going to end up having a to kind of skirt around a, a village or whatever, but there's nothing up there at that point. Nice. All so right. I was just, I just jumped off the boat. And it was like, I said like 110, 20 meters or whatever to the thing. I walked up, I hit the rock once, I saved it, went back, and it was there one time. Nice. I was nice. like, shit, that's sweet. And I, I was, I showed, I texted a picture of Paul. I like the fact that the bow actually glows. So I was at, I said to boss, yeah, I, I went and got, I told him I went and got the bow and it, I said, it's pretty cool. It glows. Yeah. 
And that's uh, the picture I got with him with the bow on his back, just fucking glowing. I I went back. By the way, that that guy of Ragnar's in Norway that we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. That guy. I went back um the other day and uh, took care of him. He didn't even hit me once. Well, I'm sure at this point, yeah. Yeah, I it was it was just. You know, I just, I'm like, wow, what, what a change from like, you know, a month ago. Right. And I was like running away. Oh no. And now I'm just like, you know, he, he didn't touch me. I know. I, I saw that today when I, uh, when I upgraded a bunch of my, my weaponry and my armor and stuff. And then I went back out raiding and it's just a whole different experience. Yeah. <laughs> now just you whack somebody and they're down. Like I decapitated somebody today, like for the first nice. time. Yeah, I, yeah, I enjoyed that. that. Yeah. Uh, why do you hate your... snakes? I don't like snakes, like in real life. Like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. What's your Paul? What's your power level? Um, I'm at, I believe, 54 right now. Really? You're farther than me now. Yeah. I, I noticed that when you went through doing everything in Norway before you leave, I, I was at like 33 before I left, and yeah, then I've been doing it close to 40, 43 or something like yeah. that. I did a ton of raiding, and then I've been doing a bunch of the. Uh, well, you said you did. You were working with the uh, Soma. Yes. Soma, yeah. yeah, I did that whole quest line with uh, her, where you're trying to gain allies in England. So, yeah, and, and I think that helped. That that bumped me up ahead of you, power level wise. Anyway. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I've, I've got. Yeah, I'm like a forty. I think a forty-three or something like that. Yeah. So. You'll get there. I started running into the uh, the fanatics. Yeah, um, I struggled with those early on. Yeah. Um, now they're they're not. I mean, all I do is hit, and um, I did find out what all the, the colors mean. Um, when they flash red and you see, like, a rune on the enemy, that's an unblockable attack. You can't block it. You can't parry it, anything. You have to dodge. Gotcha. Um, the, the gold flashes are ones that you can um, parry or deflect or, or shield, but um, I still dodge for those. I mean, all I do is hit, hit, dodge, hit, dodge, hit. I mean, whenever they flash anything, I just dodge and uh, make fairly short work of them. They are the most challenging enemies I've found in the well, except for the uh the sisters. There's like three sisters. You'll you'll learn that story. They're like witches. Um okay. there's one of them that I, I encountered fairly early on. Uh went back not recently, but when I was, you know, well over a hundred and um she still whipped my ass. So nice. I, I haven't yeah. met them yet. I did the I did the whole chain and you'll know what I'm talking about here where you with Soma, where where you yeah. find out that somebody is a traitor and the whole thing, and that was cool. That that was a lot longer than I expected. Like yeah, that actually not... took me like a, a session and a half for me. Yeah, you said that you you were you and I were talking about that. You you're like I gotta get out of this doing this. Yeah. I gotta start doing building up my settlement. Yeah, and I, and I started doing that first. I started building up a settlement. Um, I found the the one you had to, you had to catch ten ten bullhead. Oh yeah, see, oh. I didn't, I didn't do the, I didn't do the yeah, fisherman shack yet. Oh, I, that was a freaking nightmare. <laughs> like I was running up and down the coast, throwing the fishing line in, catching. I was catching like fish, like huge fish. I'm like, I just need small little bullheads, and I'm catching like huge cods, and I'm like, I don't need these <laughs> things right now. You know, when you run into those things, Google search where to find what fish, uh, okay. just because it's it's too scatter shot. I mean, is it possible to do it without it? Absolutely. Yeah. And you will do nothing at all for that week or the next three or four, trying to figure out where certain fish are. Um, I ran into another one of those where I needed five um, of a specific kind of trout. And I started trying to fish myself to find it. And I just, I'm not finding this foot fish. I looked it up, found a spot, five casts, all five of them were the one I was looking for. So, I did oh, okay. the same thing with the reindeer antlers. Mm. 
Um, and then by the time I went and finished that that to get the three reindeer antlers, I couldn't even turn the quest in because I was basically done in Norway and and she's gone. So yeah, I didn't. I, I, for some reason, I, I I didn't finish the quest before you take off. You and I were talking about that, Paul. Before you take off and go to to England, there was a couple of spots that I didn't get some stuff, so I missed a few things in there. But because obviously, when you when you're talking and then, you know when Sigurd says that oh we're gonna leave and he's arguing with his father and he's calling his father basically a bastard or whatever because he he knelt down to the, the the rightful king or whatever. Yeah. So I just, I was like, when he said, well, do you want to go? And I was like, well, yeah, let's go. And I was like, crap. Next <laughs> they take off and they're sailing. I'm like, then I was like, oh, can I go back? So I found, I figured, finally figured out how to go back. But I, so I, I cut down to go back to Norway. You go to Atlas and you can switch back to Norway. But I went back there, but all the stuff had turned off. So yeah, so I, don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if it will come back up at some point, because I know some of the spots in there, we were, you were, and I were discussing that, Paul. There was that one spot just above where you met Sigurd was, was like your requested power was like 280. Yeah, yes. I think you, I think you're gonna go back there at some point okay. later in the game. Clearly, yeah, I would, I would, yeah, I would assume so. But but yeah, so but I've been playing a lot this week. So <laughs> me too. <laughs> Good boys. I uh, I'm enjoying this way too much. Like this yeah, is the most um, deep I've gotten into a game since I've had the PlayStation oh. Four. I think so. Yeah, and it I, still I, says I'm only one percent into the game. <laughs> and they announced this week uh, they gave some details on DLC. We know we're getting two DLC packs, um, but they said that their plans for the DLC for this game are more ambitious than anything they've ever done before. And it sounds nice. like it's going to extend beyond a single season. Now, Odyssey had three DLC packs, which were great. Um, it makes me wonder if, I mean, they're planning on supporting this game for a few years because they, I think they've determined that they can't pump one of these out every single year. The games are too big. So it right. can't be an annual release, but they can make money by adding on to the game they already have. So mm-hmm. uh, it sounds like this is going to be the most robust downloadable uh, content uh, release that we've had in an Assassin's Creed game. Now, what do these cost when you get the DLCs? Because I've never uh, done this before. Season Pass is $39.99. Saw that. Uh, yep. The, and that gives you all the DLC. Usually uh, by themselves, 20 to 25. Sometimes you okay, can get them on sale for 15 yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll buy the season pass at some point. Uh, it just, it's, it's not, I think it's maybe they're going to start releasing stuff in March or April. I mean, I figured I'd wait. It's, it's not like they can run out of it because it's, right. not, it's not a physical disc. So uh, I was going to wait till I could, I mean, at this point, I'm not even, I don't even know if I'm at a point where I could play it. You know, I may want to finish the game before I get into it. So I'll pick it up down the road, but it definitely, I mean, if it's as good as uh, Odyssey's was, I mean, yeah, it's definitely worth it. Nice. Yeah, because I, I was looking at that when I was at uh, Walmart the other day, looking at the season pass and the Helix coins and all that. And I was reading on what it says on the back what the season passes are. I guess you can go to Ireland for one of them. And the other one is um, it has uh, so you can do Siege of Paris. Yes. So, yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I, I'll probably pony up for that at some point, but yeah. I've had a, I've had some time. <laughs> Um, anything else on uh, Assassin's Creed or video games in general? No. no. All right, then, guys, what's got you geeked? Well, I am excited. I have a few things. Actually, can I start off with telling you what doesn't have me geeked? Sure. Okay. You need to check that, Paul? <laughs> no, I'm good. Because if I could you... hear it, the listeners could hear it. <laughs> you, the, you actually heard that buzz? Holy shit. Yes, I heard that buzz. Uh, so, right before we, um, we got on here, uh, we were 
you know, my wife was reading to Avery the last hour before she goes to bed. We do story time. And I sit there on my phone looking at stuff, uh, unless she's reading her book and then I listen. So I'm scrolling through news items and I happen to see things that, you know, it, it basically the headline was like the sex tech industry. So I'm like, I just want to know what that is because it might be something I can talk about. I click on it. Now, I didn't read the whole article. I think the general gist is they were interviewing somebody who has a company where they're putting, creating high-tech sex toys or something like that. Um, I got into the second paragraph and got as far as a single word. And I'm like, no, I don't need to read this. And I left. Um, that word was, I'm sorry, phrase, not word, was teledildonic technology. <laughs> teledildonic technology. And I was like, nope. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I mean, I'm sure it's very interesting and I, I'm certainly not a prude or anything, but I'm just like, yeah, I, I, I don't need to know about this. Um, <laughs> but what I do uh, need to know about, and I am geeked about uh, are uh, cooking utensils. Um, I purchased a few things that are going to be arriving over the weekend that I'm very excited about. One is a uh, 14 inch carving knife, basically a mini sword uh, for uh, cutting my bacon because I decided that, uh, a slicer is just too big. You know, it's not even the cost. It's that those things are huge and I have nowhere yeah. to, even if I had a place to store it, let's say I stored it on my bed and slept on the floor. When I want to use it, my counter isn't actually deep enough for one of those fucking things. I just, I, it's not going to be useful. Uh, so I'm going to go the knife route, which is, you know, some people swear by it, but you have to have the right kind of knife. So this is a, it's a very long blade and it actually kind of has a, just a, a crescent at the end. You know, it's, okay. it's not sharp or anything, and it's got like little um, dimples up the side so things don't stick. Uh, but it's the kind of knife that you use specifically for slicing very thin slices of meat and bread and things like that. Um, that'll be here tomorrow, and I'm excited about that. The other thing was I went and bought a drug scale uh, because I needed something that would measure in grams and um, percentages of grams. Because uh, for my, I, as I've been reading about cures for bacon, uh, the the number one cure that people really seem to like is something called the EQ cure or equilibrium cure. And um, I did my, my last two batches. I might've mentioned it last weekend uh, or last week on the show. I, I did two batches with this. And the idea is that it's a lot less um, spices, a lot less salt, a lot less everything. Like it looks like it's not enough, but it's actually just exactly enough. And while you can under cure it, if you don't leave it in long, it's long enough, it's not possible to over cure it. Nice. You know, it's basically a foolproof method. If you, there's a calculator, you put in how much your meat weighs, it tells you exactly how many grams of everything to add. And that, you know, it's, it's 100% foolproof. My problem is I was using the food scale we have, which, you know, I, it's, it's, re, I mean, this thing is, is ounces and pounds. I mean, it has a gram setting, but it's, it's, first of all, it doesn't give you uh, decimal points on grams. So when I'm doing 6.4 grams of, uh, you know, a uh, prog powder, uh, it's, I'm guessing, <laughs> I'm like, okay, six, it goes up to seven. I take a little bit out. Okay. It didn't move. Hopefully that's enough. I decided since, you know, if you under cure your meat, you can like, you know, make yourself sick and cure, kill yourself. It was worth $18 for a digital gram scale. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, 18 bucks is worth not killing your family. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and in addition to food related stuff, do you know what Paxiki is? And I may be uh, pronouncing that completely wrong. No. It is some sort of, I think it's Polish fried dough. Our local price shopper now has filled packs. Uh, it's P-A-C-Z-K-I. Basically, imagine a fried donut that they kind of cut open, 
filled it with some sort of cream and then topped it with stuff. But the thing is what they filled it with, the, the ones that we bought tonight, one of them was filled with whipped cream that had been blended with uh, Chips Ahoy cookie crumbs Ooh. and then chocolate and crushed Chips Ahoy cookies on top. Nice. <laughs> oh, man. It was yeah, that fun. sounds really good. <laughs> and they have s'mores ones, all these. Oh, I, I've never even heard of this. It's, it's so good and so bad. Oh, where I'm sure. Them, where do you find yeah. them in the store? What? Where do you find them in the stores? Uh, they, it was in Price Shopper. Okay, but like where? Like in the bakery? In the... Uh, well, these were right up front. You walk in the door. They've had a display for them for a few weeks, and but I just ignored them because I'm not, you know, I mean, I like sweets, but I also just ignore things that are sweet because I like sweets. But I walked in there with Damar and Avery uh, tonight uh, after therapy, and uh, Avery ran right up to it. And she's like, oh, and I'm like, okay, I'll finally look at what the holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I've literally walked past that display probably 10 times in the past two or three weeks and never looked to see what it actually was until tonight. Wow. All right. Now I have to go to Price Chopper. Yeah, right. Paul, don't do it, dude. Come on. I'll die. Yes. Don't, 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 please. (laughs) (laughs) Send Paul into a diabetic coma. Right. I mean, they're, they're like this big. They're huge. I mean, you're not really talking me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to eat one after or during, you know, we come back from one of the breaks because uh, the, we, uh, Damara picked out a lemon raspberry one and discovered that the uh, raspberry filling on the inside has seeds in it. So she can't eat it. Oh. So now I have to eat the box that she got and she gets to eat the box that I wanted, the chips ahoy one. So I mean, if one of those just happens to disappear out of the box before she gets to it, I mean. Well, one did because I tried it. Well, good. And then then she had hers, and I'm going to go back and get more, and um, maybe I'll make it to the show next week. We'll see. (laughs) Maybe. Um, So I'm going to go ahead now. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the news, but this really has me geeked. High C Orange Lava Burst is returning to McDonald's. Oh, that. It's been gone since 2017, and I'm, I'm looking off to the side because this is where my notes are. Um, it was taken off the menu back in 2017, and over the years, McDonald's has received many tweets, messages, and even like handwritten petitions to bring it back. Uh, they're making those dreams come true. It's going to return as an option starting this month. It'll be starting to hit select locations this month and will be fully available across the country by June. Um. So much like the McRib, McDonald's has set up a uh, Lava Burst locator website, uh, which I will I will have in the, uh, the show notes um, if you want to start checking uh, via zip code to see when we're getting it back. Uh, do you know that originally was on the menu back in 1955? No. Yes. Yeah. Huh. It's, it's one of their uh, legendary orange drink rosters, which uh, Fanta... Sorry, that's how Madison pronounces it. Fanta um, took the place of, I guess, when, when it went away in 2017. But I guess they're going to keep both of them, you know, to keep gotcha. everybody happy. Well, I'm Demara's excited because that was her favorite drink at, at McDonald's. And she was really sad when it went away. And then, um, you know, really happy when we discovered that Burger King was carrying it. Mm-hmm. But I can't get her to eat Burger King very often because it's not McDonald's. Very true. Because Burger King's fries suck. I like their fries. I mean, I actually, 
I like to say I'm the same thing. I like their fries better than McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I understand the, the love for McDonald's fries, but Burger King's French fries taste like actual potatoes. That which... they do, and I think that's the problem. They don't taste like grease. Yeah. <laughs> Just lick on you grease. know, it's it's one of those things. I mean, I I love Burger King's. Uh, I love the Whopper. The Whopper is a work of yes. art. Yes. Uh, the Big Mac is also a work of art. It is. So so I mean, it's uh, you got to have them both. I mean, in a world without either one of them would be a little less bright, maybe a little less color and a little less flame broiled indigestion. <laughs> and then no carbs. What's going to you right down over there? <laughs> Man, I totally thought you were going to go with teledildonic, but I'm kind of glad that you didn't write that. Yeah. Down. Nope. I'm not going with that one. <laughs> he's, he's just, just because I'm not sure experience. what it entails. So I'm not touching that one. Thank you. We don't touch that. <laughs> uh, so what's got me geeked is, uh, it was mom's 69th birthday on Snoogans. Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday? What's today? Friday. Yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday. I don't even know when her birthday is. Holy crap. So, yeah, so that's what's got me geeked. Uh, that's the reason why I was was late getting here Wait, to the podcast. You guys have been partying since Wednesday? That's yeah. why. <laughs> yeah. Well, I took her to breakfast on Wednesday because my son didn't have school. It doesn't have school on Wednesdays. Nobody has school. Right. North Syracuse on Wednesdays. It's their day that uh, they do remote learning, but they don't, none of the teachers sign in. It's basically for like if the kids need help with anything, the teachers are available during that time. So, but he has to go to the school every once in a while and pick up materials. Mm-hmm. So we did that. So I took my mom to breakfast for her birthday. My son and I did. And then we went and picked up his schoolwork after. So, and then we got dinner on Wednesday night for, um, we ordered Sonic. Nice. So, but tonight I took her out to um, Chili's for dinner. Me and my son and my my girlfriend, we all went to Chili's, um, and uh, <laughs> uh, she's a she's a big wine drinker. My mom is. Nice. Yeah. So, and a couple of glasses of wine, and she's uh, very talkative. So we call she her drunk, drunk mom at that point. We call her we call her drunk mom at that point. Oh man, uh, did she tell you your dad's not really your dad or something? Oh no, I've known that for a long, long time. That that's a load of horse shit. I've seen you and your dad together. That that's yeah. <laughs> yep. No denying that one. <laughs> so, so drunk mom made an appearance tonight. That's awesome. Yeah. Um so what happened was we were at Chili's and she had to go to the bathroom. She put she's wearing the double mask with they recommend the double mask now. Yeah. So she had the two masks on, but she put the one mask on, and the one mask was over her eyes, and she couldn't figure out why she couldn't see. <laughs> oh, people are great. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, so that was that. That was my night. Um, but telling that story, the first time we went out with my girlfriend to, to dinner one night, and she had wine. She drinks Moscato. Okay. Um, she had two glasses of Moscato. And we were coming home, it was the middle of summertime, and she's hanging out the back of the car out the window, and she's screaming at people that we kidnapped her. Oh, God. Wait, this is your mom. <laughs> this is my mom. <laughs> no, no. She's, in the, she's in the back seat, which makes it even better. And my son and I are in the front seat, and we're, same thing that you guys, we're laughing hysterically. I had to roll the window up. <laughs> And lock the window <laughs> to keep her from hanging out the window. That's this was over awesome. the summer, not tonight. This was over the summer, but that's yeah. 
that was the first appearance of Drunk Mom in the summertime. That's fucking great. Yeah. So um, that's going to get real old, just so you know. No, <laughs> right. No, because it, because it, she sometimes she's not, but sometimes she'll just fall asleep in the back seat <laughs> on the way home. She gets two glasses of wine and she's, <laughs> she's, she's probably, right now she's probably sleeping. Um, she, we've only been home for a half an hour. I mean, she was almost asleep in the car on the way home this time. So, <laughs> that's awesome. But it's, it's just, you know, it was nice to take her out and she does a lot for this, for my family. Um, when I work, she's obviously she's retired. So when I was working, she was always here with my, with my kid. So she's basically a second mom to my son. So can you give her a couple glasses of wine and get her on the show some Friday night? <laughs> that would be fucking great too. But you got to know his mom too. Hopping in tonight. Right, he's gonna go over and wake her up, make her do the movie review. <laughs> I gotta lock, I gotta lock her door. <laughs> so, but that's it. That's what had, that's what had me geeked. It was just nice to to take her out and you know pay for dinner for her and stuff like that. Nice. So, well, apparently it's the week for it because tomorrow morning we have the uh, the drive by birthday celebration for Madison. She's about to turn eleven. Wow. She's uh, she she she's reclaiming uh, Galentine's Day, I guess. So, <laughs> uh, um, my, uh, I was with my girlfriend last night, and she mentioned uh, March fourteenth. <laughs> Good. So you guys are getting it lined up already. Perfect. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, very good. You guys. Yeah. What's that? You're welcome. Yeah. Right. Thanks. <laughs> All right, I, th- I think that's a perfect stopping point right there. We're going to uh, jump to break, guys, and we'll come back uh, and go right into Hughes News and the classic movie review. Hooray. All right, stick with us, guys. Girls, peeps. The fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest is coming with an all-new location, new celebrity guests, and more to enjoy. Sci-Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2021 at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 27th and 28th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring exciting guests including CJ Graham and Loren Malloy, as well as fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. More guest announcements will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.sci-fihorrorfest.com. That's www.sci-fihorrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be part of the fun. Please note, dates and details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. All right, and we are back. And now, Hughes News. Well, Paul, before we uh, talk about the news, I think we need to talk about something important, maybe more important than the news. Um, as you brought us into the first break, you said, you know, hang with us, guys and gals. And 
unfortunately, today I was introduced to the, uh, the world of neo-pronouns. Now, we all know that pronouns are a big deal and people are able to choose their own pronouns. And I, we're not going to discuss that today or here, that, that particular part of it. That's become part of life. But there is apparently something called neo-pronouns, which I was not aware of. Have either of you heard this? No, but I'm curious, so I'm getting my pen. I, I urge you to look it up because um, the first the, the first one you hit on Google uh, will certainly give you a, a good smattering of things. But uh, basically, it's it, while there are some established ones now that are, are used by multiple people, it's basically creating your own pronoun. So it could be based on a, a, a real world, like you know, some people um, use the word "fay" for fairy, so they go, you know, "fay," "fay self," things like that. Uh, a lot of them though are just things made up. Like there's one that was actually created. This has been around for a while, back in like the the, the 40s using the the letter a as a pronoun so a a a hit a self in the head with a bat a yeah it's as confusing as it sounds but a lot of them are things that are uh, are not words you know basically you can you can say anything i could say za i i am za that is my my pronouns are za uh, za self za i don't know uh, and I certainly don't say this uh, in, in poking fun at it. Uh, it was certainly an eye opener because that while some of those I understood, but when you, when so the, the regular ones, we get into the, the neo pronouns, I was like, oh man, I am so glad I'm going to be dead before this becomes mainstream because I have just a handful of friends. So if you all decided that all of a sudden I had to call you by special names, I could probably keep it straight. But holy crap, what if you have like 50 or 60 friends and every single one of them chooses a different made-up word as their pronouns? I mean, how can anybody be expected to remember that? Uh, yeah, I... And, and I think, and here, here's the true test of it. And, and I don't know, because again, like I said, this is not negative. This is um, somebody who does not live in this world um, grappling with learning about it. Cause uh, Damara's learning about it in her book writing groups, you know, because some of the people are, are uh, using those types of pronouns. So she's the one that said, Oh, have you heard of neo pronouns? Oh no, let me look it up. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> it's, I, I think the true test is if you're actually going to go that far. Okay. You're, you're going to go that far into, into made up words and not just like, you know, my pronouns, you know, you, you look like a girl, but my pronoun is he. Okay, fine. Well, yeah. What you identify. Right. I'm that okay I with understand. that. Yes. You, you tell me that I, I'm cool with that. But if I accidentally refer to you by a made up word that I or by not using a made up word that I could not possibly have known beforehand, if you politely correct me and I make a mental note of it, you know, we're good. If you flip out on me, like people tend to on the internet when someone uses the mm -hmm. wrong pronoun, uh, I, I think that that's wrong because if we're, if we're going to delve into things that you create in your head to, to identify with yourself, which is fine. It's, it's not reasonable to expect other people to know that. We agreed. Yeah. agreed? Okay. Yes. Uh, have, have either of you had experience with this because I've only seen stuff on the internet. You know, I mean, it, people are very touchy about that and um, I don't personally, uh, I mean, you could call me asshole as a pronoun and I'd be fine with it. I'm not going to take offense to anything. I don't care. Uh, but it, but if your particular place in life, you know, if that really affects you, that's perfectly fine. Uh, I would be interested to know how people that use the non-non-standard pronouns, if we can call it that, um, how they feel when when somebody who has no idea, you know, makes that that mistake in their estimation, how they right. feel, uh, you know, what is the protocol or do people just, you know, flip out? 
and you know because we've all seen that we've all seen the flip out you know the whole it's ma'am GameStop. yes we've all seen that so I, I would be really curious you know if any of our listeners um utilize these uh neo, neo pronouns i would love to hear something uh a little more about that from a per not a not a wikipedia article that just lists what they are and where they originated from but you know in actual usage you know how how does that work you know in the general world where you know 99 percent of the people you run into aren't going to have any clue right yeah and just just know that if you do come forward and want to discuss this with us it's it's not a joke we won't be making fun of you it, yeah. this won't be a joke at your expense we're legitimately curious about how the fuck does this work yeah, yeah. And, and and you know i mean we do make we make jokes about things sometimes we make jokes about ourselves i mean we i think we poke fun at ourselves as much as we poke fun at anything else uh but this certainly you know in in bringing this up I make a few half jokes about, you know, being confused and not understanding it. Uh, but that's mostly because I'm confused and not understanding it. Uh, you know, so it, it's not met in any negative way. Uh, yeah. I, I would love to learn a little more about this just because, I mean, the last thing I want, I mean, we, we, we were talking about the convention of the summer just before we came back, you know, before we turned the recording on and somebody walks up to our table and I make a, a pronoun mistake. You know, what happens then? What's the protocol? You know, how do I recover? Uh, do you flip out on me? Do you say, oh, the, this is what I prefer? Do you ignore it and, you know, just walk on like you probably did most of your life before you decided you were going to make this more known? You know, maybe before you understood you used uh, different pronouns, you just were, weren't sure what it was. How does that all work? Because it, it, it isn't as easy as, you know, you know, I identify as a he, not a she. This is, this is infinitely more complicated. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and I mean, what are we supposed to refer to Jason Randall as? Uh, I don't know. My my dad once said there was this this someone who walked in front of our car once, and my dad referred to that person as a he she it. Um, probably not the most uh, woke thing for him to say, but I mean, it was also probably the 1980s, and he was old and from Altmar, so I, you know, what That's are you going to do? Yeah. So on to the news. We're going to uh, do a little bit of a follow-up from last week. G more G4. More news out of the G4 revival. Both Adam Sessler and Kevin Pereira are returning to their respective shows, X-Play and Attack of the Show. Paul's got nice. a smile. Yes. No word uh, yet on any of the other bigger names, but Olivia Munn has been reached out to, but is too busy hoping for a call from Marvel to respond. Next up, why do you Carano so much? The white racist <laughs> stupid internet exploded when Gina Carano was let go uh, by Disney this week. Her social media posts about stolen elections, Holocaust comparisons, and general conspiracy nonsense likely played a part. Okay. Um, as my message to the, the sneaky artist last week about, you know, slipping things in, um, why, why do celebrities do this? When you post stuff, you know it's going to be called out. Whether you think you're clever, whether you think you're above it, when you post things like that, it's going to be an issue. Now, yeah, the trolls are out there saying, you know, my free speech and cancel Disney Plus, which, by the way, confirmed that they have something like 92 million paid subscribers right now. I tried to do the math 92 million times, you know, what, eight, nine dollars a month. Whoo, that's a lot of money. Um, seems like she's going to try to land on her feet. Uh, uh, she has uh, announced that she's doing a movie with Ben Shapiro, I believe, who is yes. uh, one of those racist talking heads. Uh, I mean, this is the equivalent of saying, screw you, Disney. I got my own Hallmark movie, except it's the the the, the racist, uh, you know, Holocaust denying Hallmark channel. 
Um, I, I don't really see that as a victory. And, and the sad thing is, you know, I liked her in the part. I think a lot of people did. Uh, it's, it's just, a, it, this is, this is, this isn't the left canceling people. Okay. When, when you say mean things about other cultures and uh, beliefs and things like that, it's going to backfire on you, period. It's the, it's reality. It's the world we live in. Um, you can pretend that it doesn't matter, but then, you know, you can pretend you didn't lose your job, you know, at the house of mouse, the biggest media company in the fucking world who blows that. Either Carano. Apparently. Finally, the last Mandalorian of us, Pedro Pascal has been cast as the male lead Joel in HBO's adaptation of the last of us video game. It's about a, uh, basically a world where uh, the cordyceps fungus, uh, are you familiar with that Corbs? You know what cordyceps is? No. They, you know, they, uh, now there was news stories a few years ago about um, how there were zombie ants and zombie spiders and yes. That, zombie that deers and shit like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the fungus gets in their brain, grows all these weird horns and it kind of kills them, but also helps it controls them to propagate the fungus more. Uh, basically that's the general idea, but it's happened uh, to humans and uh, it's, it's uh, you know, a post-apocalyptic game, incredible, incredible storytelling uh, across both the last of us and the last of us uh, part two. Um, they've also cast Game of Thrones' Bella Ramsey as the female lead Ellie. Now, I, I want to talk about this casting for just a second because uh, it's a little strange, okay? Um, Ellie was originally based on the actress, um, actor Elliot Page. Sorry. There we go with the pronouns. I did catch myself, though. Um, it, 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 you know, there, it's so much so that there was a lawsuit because uh, – uh, they did not give their rights to the, the face. So they had to change it up a little But Imagine Elliot Page years ago. And uh, Joel was kind of like <sighs> your typical, you know, bearded Husky Texas guy. You know, I honestly think he looks a lot like Darlene's boyfriend on the Connors, <laughs> except that guy's kind of, kind of a wolf man thing going on. But um, both of these castings are weird. I mean, Bella Ramsey was great in Game of Thrones as the pint sized murderous child queen. Um, who was was a good good but murderous and kind of like killed him, uh, but not not the the person I imagined you know, playing um, Ellie in the game. Um, the same thing with Pedro Pascal. I mean, he's been doing a great job on The Mandalorian, Wonder Woman 1984, uh, and Game of Thrones. Uh, if you weren't aware of that, he was also in Game of Thrones in a very prominent role in the early seasons. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, he, he doesn't look the part, first of all, you know, because he's he's not a white guy, obviously. Um, you know, so some people are mad about that because they they cast him. And forgive me if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming he is of some sort of Latin descent based on his look and name. Uh, I don't believe he's Colombian. Okay, and uh, so one thing, the internet's mad because you know it's a white guy, and they're the character is a white guy, and they're saying, oh well, you can recast white people with people of color, but if you ever recast a, a character of color with a white person, everybody loses their minds. You know, the whole Joker meme thing. Yes. Um, I don't think that matters all that much, but I, I don't. From what I've seen of him so far, he doesn't feel – I've not seen him in a role that makes makes feels like Joel. Now, he could certainly make it his own, but right now we're talking about it adapting an existing property, and I'm having a real hard time fitting him in that Joel-shaped hole in my head. And now this is an HBO Max sh- uh, show or a movie, right? Uh, it's or- a TV show. It's an HBO okay. miniseries. HBO, HBO Max, I think they're the same thing now. Yeah. Um, I am really excited about it still. I mean, I know he's a great actor and I'm sure that they chose him for a reason, uh, but it, it's, it's really, really, uh, he has a really unique look to him, you know, and it's, it's, I can't imagine him with the grizzled beard speaking in a Texas accent with slightly long hair. I mean, it, it doesn't, 
you know, it just doesn't look like him. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, I, I have to imagine that HBO knows what they're doing. I mean, they don't generally make mistakes. Uh, how do you, I mean, do you have, you know, you don't know the game all that much. Do you have any thoughts on that, Paul? Um, I know you know of the game. I know, know of the game because I did, like, it was in a bundle when I got my PS3 and I don't think I ever opened it because okay, you guys know how I play video games. Yeah, um, you don't. Yeah, no, I think it's a really great idea and I buy a bunch of games and then the next platform comes out and I'll buy that one and buy a bunch more games. And, um, but like I said, I don't know about a lot about it. Uh, both great actors. I think they will do a good job, but I don't know the source material. Yeah. Like you do. Um, it's a show I'll definitely watch, but yeah, I, think I think a lot it... of it has to do with, he's kind of a golden boy right now. Like yeah. he can do no wrong. So why uh, you cast him in something and you're going to get buzz off of it. So I really, I mean, is he, is he that big? Because in, we know he, he's in the Mandalorian he, he and played, nobody uh, else does. He played Pablo uh, Escobar. Yes. In, in, uh, um, Narcos. Narco. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, on was it Netflix, not on Netflix? So he's, I mean, he's done a few things. I mean, I've seen obviously the Mandalorian, obviously, but you don't really know it's him. We've only seen his face three times, something like that, two times, twice. Yeah, yeah, three times. No, three times. So I forget about the Imperial Outpost. Right. So you know, you maybe you don't know that's who the actor is. So I, I, I get the fact that you know people may not know who he is, but Paul's right. Right now, he he can do no wrong. So you're going to put him in every, you're going to try to get him in as much things, as many things as you can. So gotcha. even if his part as Maxwell Lord should have been played by Nathan Fillion. <laughs> I'm just saying and, the moment maybe, I saw that, that's what I thought, but, but maybe, he did a great job. Don't get me maybe wrong. Maybe you feel the same way about that casting as I do about this casting. And I'm sure that your feeling on that had nothing to do with the fact that, you know, Maxwell Lord is de depicted as white in the comics. It's just that because he is white in the comics, that's the picture you have in your head mm -hmm. of that character. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing racist about that if, if that's how the character was written. But uh, the, the problem is if you if you mention it and talk about it, that's OK. If you go online and start saying this is bullshit. Joel and Maxwell Lord should have been white people. Screw them, whatever, you know, racial expletive you want to put in there. That's where it becomes wrong. I mean, I, I don't think it's unreasonable for people who are familiar with source material and have played the games to hear casting and be like, that is not who I would have. I, Nathan Fillion would have been great for Joel, too. Oh, nice. Oh, actually, you know, because he kind of has similar. Basically, they, they kind of looks the same. And yeah, so what you're telling me is. um Pedro Pascal is taking roles away from Nathan Pillion. That's what Thank I'm you. About. I was leading you there. I was trying to lead you there, but I couldn't come up with Pedro's name at all for a second. So, so what we need is a show with both of them as co-leads and that'll make everything right. Can we just have a show where they like switch off each episode playing the same character? Oh, no, no. You know what? I want to see Pedro as Batman and Nathan as Robin. How's that? I would watch that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's the news kids. Now um, I, uh, the announcement of the face-off getting a sequel, I am going to peruse 4chan for the inevitable QAnon. Trump got a face-swap with Biden and is actually still running the country threads. Paul? In other news, emus and kangaroos cannot walk backwards, therefore dashing their dreams of a moonwalking career. Back to you, Corbs. <laughs> well, you sound like uh, Val Kilmer there. <laughs> what? Relax, relax. I'm leading into my movie. We're talking about Real Genius, starring Val Kilmer as Chris Knight, the uh, super genius, and it's 
the, the other lead is uh, Gabe Jarrett as Mitch Taylor, the young high school science whiz kid. Uh, Mitch is recruited out of high school by the head professor at Pacific Tech to work on a top secret space laser nicknamed Crossbow. Laser beam. Laser. Sorry, wrong, wrong movie. <laughs> Uh, Mitch initially doesn't care for Knight's slacker attitude, but eventually is won over, and their friendship allows them to make progress on their laser <laughs> project. I do have to do that now. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Um, it's only when the boys learn that the government is using their um, laser as a weapon, they start to question their actual ability of the, the laser itself. The geniuses students fight back and work together to turn the tables on the government. Basically what it is, is these two finally figure out that the, the head professor is working with the CIA to develop a laser that they can assassinate political people from space undetected. They realize it when the, the genius from the seventies that's still at the school, he lives in their closet. <laughs> yes, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, they find him. He lives behind, actually, not in the closet, behind the closet, I should say, in the steam tunnels or whatever the hell it is. Um, they all kind of combine, group together, and they basically sabotage the laser. What they do is they have it shoot the laser at the professor's house with a little prism in the window and a giant, giant vat of popcorn that when the laser hits the prism, it heats up the popcorn and basically fills his house with popcorn. The funny joke about it is, is this guy hates popcorn. So that's why they did it. Um, all back. Yep. Yeah. So it all kind of ties back in together. Um, it's a good movie. I'm not going to say it's a great movie. It's probably, it's, you know, one Val probably might still consider one of his successes as he hasn't had many lately. You know, Bat Batman was maybe one, I guess. I don't really know if you consider it a success. Uh, that wasn't a success due to him, though. That was a success right. due to Jim Carrey. I mean, really, you could have put anybody in the bat suit Batman. in that movie and it would have done just as well. Yeah, so Batman, with the next Batman movie. Yes. Yeah, the the only Batman actor that every ever added to the movie, I uh, come on, it's the first Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, I agree. I mean, when Michael we're talking Keaton about was original, not the first. Yes. Adam in, West is the first. give Adam West his his. Yeah, well, in in these movies, in these current movies, in, yes. in the movie yeah. in the actual movies, yeah, Michael Keaton far above everybody else, I think. Well, I, and we're we're not even getting into the, the the Bonner discussion. I'm just talking about that those sections of, uh, yep. you, you know, Tim Burton, Joel Schumacher movies. Okay. Yeah, I agree. But so uh, I'm going to give the movie two and a half stars. Um, acting was okay in it. There's a lot of uh, good funny jokes in it. Um, Do they hold up? Yeah, they still hold up. You know, one of the jokes is um, <laughs> when they go, one of the, their protagonist is, uh, is Ken. Um, another kid at the school, he's not a genius, but he's kind of like, he works on a project with them. <coughs> Excuse me. They take his car apart and put it in his bedroom. He's got like a small little, like, it's not, I don't know what, I can't remember what it was, but it's a small car. 
they take the wheels off, take everything off, and they put it in his room and put it back together. And then they somehow they get it to like jump up and down. And the joke is, can you not? You know, you're not supposed to park your car on school property, and it's in his room. But before that, they're coming out, and you see his license plate says Kent or whatever on it or something like that. And Mitch says to him, "Oh, my mom puts puts my puts that does that to my underwear." And Bill Cameron says, "Will you put license plates in your underwear? How do you sit down?" So I mean, some of the jokes hold up, some of them don't. So, uh, like I said, two and a half stars. I mean, I watch it when it's on. Uh, I've probably DVR'd it, probably I'll DVR and then delete it. And then I see it on again and <laughs> DVR it again, again? So, I can, so I can watch it. Probably just keep it and be done with it. But so, but I'll watch it. I watch it a little bit here and there. It's, you know, it's not one of those movies that when it's on, you, you sit down and you watch it. So like I said, two and a half stars, maybe, maybe two, maybe two and a half. I'm not going to go overboard on it. So. That's all I got. You know, I think a lot of the these movies, as you uh, uh, review them, I, I'd like to see hear more about if the humor holds up because you know jokes and comedy in general. I'm starting to discover really, really don't hold up to the test of time. Uh, most a, a of lot time. of shit gets cringy now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was reminded of uh, now when we were kids, Eddie Murphy Raw was like a huge. Oh my God. You remember that? Uh, I was reminded of the the Mr. T of him. You know, yeah basically butt fucking mr t joke you yes. know hey boy you yes. look mighty cute in them jeans flex my butt cheeks and rip your dick off um yep. that did not age well not at all i mean any pretty much anything he did there no you know, maybe the, the throwing of the shoe uh, of his you know <laughs> that thing might be okay but you know a lot of these people that we thought were really funny i mean we're not even talking about the whole woke crew and you know things being inappropriate just it's oh it, it kind of yeah. makes me scared, you know, 50 years from now, people are going to be listening to episodes of Geek Pod and they're going to be looking at us like they look at Harvey Weinstein now. That'll be me. Just Probably, saying. yeah. Well, you are the ringleader, so. And I'm also like the worst offender usually. I am the least woke one out of this group and, and I've embraced that. Yeah, hey, you got to embrace it, man. So. <laughs> but somehow with my charisma, I still pull it off. I'm still likable. <laughs> Well, you think that, but imagine what people. No, think. you're the one that pointed it out last week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you gave it two to two and a half stars. Um, Roger Ebert, on the other hand, uh, from his review from August seventh of nineteen eighty five. I'm sure when it came out. I didn't say that. That's all right. I, only reason I know is because he always has them in his reviews. Right. He gives it three and a half stars. Wow. And he says. <clears throat> The movie involves the saga of Mitch, played by Gabe Jarrett, a brilliant high school student whose science fair project has revised the theory of laser beam technology. He is personally recruited by Professor Hathaway, played by William Atherton, a famous physics professor who wants the kid to work in his personal laboratory. Once on campus, the kid meets the legendary Chris Knight, played by Val Kilmer the most brilliant freshman in history who is now a junior whose mind is beginning to be cluttered by mischief. The two students uh, room the, together. The, hang on, in the movie, he's a senior. Not a junior. Oh, maybe Eber got it wrong. We should probably dig him up and chastise him. I will. <laughs> the two students room together and there seemed to be a third person in the room. A strange <laughs> wraith-like bearded figure who disappears into the clothes closet and doesn't seem to be there when the door is flung open. 
The professor is running a scam. He has a defense department contract for a sophisticated laser device so accurate that it could incinerate a single man on Earth from a base in orbit. The professor is using his students as slave labor to do most of the work on the project while ripping off the government grant to build himself a new house. The students, meanwhile, have no idea they're working on a weapon system and are more interested in using laser beams to lead everyone to a tanning invitational. Yes. They've set up by turning a lecture hall into a swimming pool. Nice. Real Genius allows every one of its characters the freedom to be complicated and quirky and individual. They're in they're especially true of Jordan, played by Michelle Jesus Mayrink, a hyperactive woman student who talks all the time and never sleeps and knits things without even thinking about it, and follows Mitch into the John because she's so busy explaining something that she doesn't even notice what he's doing. I recognize students like this from my own undergraduate days. One of the most familiar types on campus, and one of the rarest in the movie, is a self-styled eccentric who develops a complex of weird personality traits as a way of clearing space and defining himself. That's a weird tangent. Yeah. Uh, Real Genius was directed by Martha Coolidge, who made Valley Girl, one of the best and most perceptive recent teenage movies for 1985. What I like best about her is that she gives her characters the freedom to be themselves. They don't have to be John Belushi clones or fraternity jocks or dumb comoids. They can flourish in all of their infinite variety as young people with a world of possibilities and a lot of strange, beautiful notions. Real Genius contains many pleasures, but one of the best is its conviction that the American campus contains life as we know it. Hmm. I feel like I need to say the end because he always cuts off really weird. That was an interesting review. Not nearly as good as last week. No, no. We, last week was pretty fucking great. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, he gives it three and a half stars. You gave it two and a half. Um, but he brings up a good point. He throws out uh, the, the legendary John Belushi there. And I'm wondering when you're going to hit some of uh, Belushi's classics. Just, just saying. Soon. Blues Did Brothers, Animal House. Animal House is a fucking given. You better do Blues Brothers. Let me know ahead of time. Maybe I'll even dress the part. <laughs> <laughs> Throw back to like three years ago, Hugh. <laughs> we had a discussion when we were doing one of the zombie balls that we should that I said we oh. should do the the Blues Brothers, and you said I've never even seen that movie. <laughs> yeah. See, that's why I didn't know what you were talking about because I've never seen that movie. That just right. didn't stick in the brain cells. You should though. It's it's good stuff. Uh, and I have to switch screens. Hold on. I'm kind of afraid to watch old movies now, man. But, it, um, but you're but you're right. I mean, watching old movies now, like you were like you were just saying. I mean, the jokes from then that you thought were funny now people think are offensive. I mean, yeah. I've seen I've seen the meme on on, on social media that will say. You know, if you've seen these four guys, you had a great childhood. It's Sam Kinison, Eddie Murphy, George Carlin, and uh, Richard Pryor. Yep. And if comedy's saw, not the same four, now. If those four guys were alive now, they wouldn't be successful because all their- Carlin would be fine. Carlin would be absolutely fine. Oh, I, you know I what? Think... He's right. Yes. Yeah, because Carlin was a fucking genius. Car- and Carlin was, was woke before woke was woke. Yes. And, and he knew what was going on. And he, uh, 
he crafted his comedy to make sure that it, it wasn't offensive to anybody except the people it should have been offensive to. Right. Right. I think he would have done great, but but Eddie Murphy would have an issue. Yeah. Sam Kinison would have an issue. Dice Andrew Dice Clay. And know, does Richard. it make you feel bad that you thought this stuff was funny at one point? No. Does it, does it, are you kind of like, ew? I mean, I, there's some stuff that, that I, I think about, like, oh, my God, you know, why did I think that was was funny back then? Why, you know, but it was it's just that at that time, it probably was funny. But the, it, the fact that everything has changed now, it's offensive. I still go. See, with no. the, the argument that people make up against that is yeah, for just as an example is it doesn't matter when it was making fun of gay people was never funny and they're not wrong. So why did we laugh back then? Right. Because back then it was socially acceptable. Yeah. Unfortunately. And, yes. Yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Right. So, yeah. so, I mean, that, that's a really good point. And it, that's why I said, you know, does it make you feel weird? Because it certainly, sometimes it bothers me. Um, In the moment. Yeah. You're out. It's, it's almost like you're like, Ooh, you know, well, here, but then here, I still laugh and I'm here's, here's, I'm an here's awful person. TV show that I used to watch and I still watch religiously. Mesh? And it's not. Huh? Mash? You are correct. <laughs> you are correct. I will watch that show and I still laugh at the same jokes because I think that holds up. The jokes hold up. The jokes hold up. They're, they may be raunchy and stuff like that, but I still find them funny. I saw today on social media that mash is now rated pg-13 exactly really yeah because of the jokes i mean yeah it couldn't be from anything else but i i i was i was dumbfounded at that i'm like pg-13 i mean i was watching that when i was when i was 10 years old on reruns and stuff like that i mean my family watched that all the time my family we my dad signed up when you could buy you could get the three vhs copies every month or every other month he got them all Mm -hmm. we don't have them anymore but that's besides the point (laughs) but he he literally got every single episode of mash and i've seen every episode of mash i've seen times oh definitely all the way through to the to the end episode which to this day is still the number one most watched final episode ever TV show. It's not the most watched program. Most watched TV finale. Nice. 116 million people watched that video in 1983, that movie, that show when it was on in 1983. 116 million people. At that point, that was unprecedented. It was. Yeah. There, there was, there was saying that the cast went out to dinner that night, the night that it aired, and there was nobody in the restaurants. They were Everyone all home, home watching it. I was home watching the final wow. episode of Mash. That's awesome. Just take take that in, perspe- in perspective. The next the next one it was the Seinfeld finale, and it was only like 86 million. I mean, you're talking 30, 40, 50 million more people. And that was 1983. Seinfeld went off the air in whenever i don't know 2000 and whatever it might have been i don't even know when i, I love that year <laughs> whatever 2000 whatever it might have been right i'm just saying think about that so if you if that show was on now and 
and held up, how many people would have watched that show at that time? We would never know because it would be split between network viewership, streaming service viewership, DVR (laughs) delays, three day delay, seven day delay, uh, live plus three viewership. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You never really know if anyone's actually watching. Yeah. Yeah. But they'd consider it a victory if like 5 million, 6 million people watched it. Right. Right. But it's just weird. I was the, the point I was making that that's now considered at the time it was probably G, PG. Right. That that was just normal. Your whole family could watch that. Yeah. That's family viewing. Yeah. yeah it now, really it's, was. now it's PG thirteen. I mean, I hated it because I didn't like the whole war thing, but my dad watched it. So I mean, I I saw. I don't know how many episodes I saw, but uh, I mean, I watched enough of them, and yeah, there was never any question about whether it was appropriate for the family. Right. So just, it's just weird. I, when I saw that I was, cause I, I belong to like the, the mash TV series on social media and every day I get something. You probably know, Paul, you see me. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you see me you share see a lot. Yeah. Do you but share see, mash I, memes? Yes. <laughs> so. Just because yeah. I start writing something down doesn't mean everybody needs to stop talking. <laughs> but we, we like to point it out. You know? Yeah, we like to make the stop to make sure everybody knows that you're writing Paul's shit. Writing, yeah. Paul's writing something down. <laughs> this is where if I edited more, we could do like big arrows pointing at me as I go like yeah. that. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure that MASH memes is a good name though. But yeah, that's not really what I put. But okay. This, okay, at, good. At this, good. Point, this might be the something in this conversation might be the title of the episode. <laughs> possibly i have a lot of good ones right here <laughs> but you know what i don't have anything derogatory to special needs children yet so we got to come up with something uh yeah yeah uh, we were talking about that during the break um about how uh you know he, he, last week he called you know what'd you call last week's episode no genius, genius. no genius i'm like well at least you didn't come up with a name that you know made fun of disabled children or something <laughs> yet yet yeah yeah the, that's true. I still have the ability to edit because you still, you still have the proud, no wokeness and charisma to get away with it. So it could happen. It could, but you know what? It could happen after the break. Uh, we're going to go to break. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap this show up. I've got a few things I want to throw out there. And um, I'm actually going to ask you boys about what your plans are for Valentine's day. Since it's, you know, two days away. All right. All right. We'll see a, in a few minutes. The fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest is coming with an all-new location, new celebrity guests, and more to enjoy. Sci-Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2021 at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 27th and 28th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring exciting guests including CJ Graham and Loren Malloy, as well as fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. More guest announcements will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.sci-fihorrorfest.com. That's www.sci-fihorrorfest.com. 
Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be part of the fun. Please note, dates and details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. All right. Man, you, you really leave them high and dry there, Paul. I do. And I purposely did it because I wanted to try and get a reaction when I hit record. <laughs> I didn't even realize you hit me. I just looked up and it's like, oh, it's recording. <laughs> Here we go. Um, so it, it's funny, um, Hugh, you brought up the, the Neo pronouns earlier um, because I actually had something happen today uh, at work that involves pronouns and I was just kind of puzzled by it. Okay. Um, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna jump right into it. I get an email from somebody at the firm today, and um, we all have email signatures that go across the bottom. You know, it usually has your name, your title, um, where you work, and your 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 phone numbers. Well, this one um, and, and and names and everything have been changed to protect they them the the possibly innocent. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, working a law firm, nobody's innocent there. That's very true. Uh, <laughs> but um, our our good friend um Willie Schmishman, um who who works in um process and analytics, we'll say, um, must have added on to his because it says you know his name Willie Schmishman dash processing and analytics underneath that uh, where it's normally blank before you go into what office you work from and your phone numbers, it says pronouns, colon, he slash him slash his. I've seen that. Some people I work with have that now. Um, I kind of did some spot checking for the rest of the day and nobody else has that in theirs. I'm thinking he legit did this on his own. And it just puzzled me. So I I didn't know this was a thing and I wanted to ask about that. So that's why I kind of giggled earlier when you went into the pronouns thing because I knew this was coming later in the day. <laughs> so, yeah, I've noticed that with some work emails now, uh, because I work support, we have kind of a weird system that just about every email in the company somehow gets routed through us. Um, okay. So there's a paper trail. Um, now there are things that get filtered into my actual, e- ah, I disappeared for a second. <laughs> uh, they get filtered in my email that matter to me, but I also have a, a filtered one, which is like thousands of freaking emails. And I've seen it there. I've seen it in customer emails and stuff. And yeah, I mean, putting, putting your pronouns there is a thing. And that's kind of a solution to what I was talking about before running everybody, you know, that you work with you, these are the pronouns you prefer. Uh, But yeah, it struck me as weird the first time I saw it and I haven't put it there because if I was to, it would be pronouns, whatever, or, you know, I don't care if you call me asshole or something, it would be something smart ass that I'd probably get in trouble for. Right. And which was my answer to it when I, when I posed the question earlier that I want to put my pronouns in as go slash fuck slash your slash self. <laughs> um, it's I'm, just, I'm the GFY guy. So, um, but that, that, that's all I, I wanted to go ask about that for people who are smarter than me. So. Yeah. You can call me whatever you want. As long as you don't call me late for dinner. Agreed. Next up, you know, we got to talk about it. WandaVision. Wow. Or do you want to sing it for us, Hugh? 
WandaVision. What was that opening supposed to be? Malcolm in the Middle. Oh my God, the was whole it? episode okay, was Malcolm in the Middle. Okay, that's I what know. I thought too. I never watched that show. I've never seen either, but I, I, I kind of was like thinking, I'm going, this seems like a like, Malcolm in the Middle type of thing. Yeah, I did, right off the bat, I knew it. And Avery goes, why are they talking to us? And I had to pause it and explain what Malcolm in the Middle <laughs> Did you know that he doesn't remember most of that show? Did we yes, talk about he's that? Got a, uh, he had a brain injury or something? Yeah. Yeah. That's too How bad. How weird is that? Now he's a race car driver? Yeah. Yeah. Famous for something you can't remember. That's so weird. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, so we, we got our Halloween episode finally. That was in all the previews. Um, I get a good chuckle out of it. The rest of the family went right over their head. because uh, oh, yeah. And I explained to them. I was like, look, they're all in their comic book version costumes. Like, that's the thing. Avery was going, why is Vision dressed like that? What is he? Is he a banana? Is he a booger? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is he a frog? She had no idea what the hell that was supposed to and, be. And I loved where they went with it, saying Mexican wrestler. Yeah, yeah, that was good. <laughs> uh, but it was cool. And, and I love the fact that basically they were illustrating their point that what looks good on the comic book page doesn't work in real life. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wanda didn't look bad. Yeah, but that okay, that's that's clunky. an example of yeah. No, no, I wouldn't call it clunky. It's just it's not um utilitarian, it's not not really uh functional um for a superhero. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, a, a lot of again, we talk about wokeness on here a lot, you know, that would be considered inappropriate. Uh, because you know, how how are you going to fight evil with your, you know, tits popping out? It's a good distraction. There's I what if what if you're fighting somebody who doesn't like tits? Do they exist? Well, straight women. I'm going to pose that question. <laughs> Not right now. I mean, just people on the street. Stop somebody. <laughs> you like tits? I'm just, I'm just saying it's sexist to assume that that would distract any villain because who knows what they're into. Very true. But hey, you like tits? <laughs> Wear a GoPro for that one. <laughs> and bell money. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we'll, we'll get together some <laughs> Um, you, did you guys also catch that uh, Billy's Halloween costume was his Wiccan costume? I'm sure no. you didn't, Corbs, because no. you're not. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, I did, and uh, like I, I literally started chuckling, and I got the what? What do you see? <laughs> um, that you was a great everything. episode, though. That that was kind of a mind fuck with the stuff with uh vision at the end with it basically tearing him apart yeah but you know that what made i wondered there is he made it outside of the shield and he didn't revert to that dead android i had been assuming that in reality he was the dead lifeless android and she was just placing an illusion on him but Mm -hmm. he got outside the shield so i wonder if that that was a haunting vision because you know she also saw pietro you know with shots in him and stuff but that is not her pietro so there's no reason for her to have seen him like that the same you know you can't compare the two visions uh because they're they're clearly it's not what we thought it was and vision was clearly alive when he was outside the field even though it was tearing him apart so now i'm even more confused as to what level of resurrection she's done to him i mean maybe this is how we get him back that's what i was thinking the same with pietro i think this is how we get him for real but you know you'd think that if she could raise him from the dead she'd just raise him from the dead and go on instead of yeah (laughs) doing this but I'm going to raise you from the dead and create a fictional TV show and take people hostage and live in it while the military stands outside. Yes. Maybe it was, maybe it was kind of a way for her to ease him back into everything. 
type of thing. Kind of keep get him in a utopia type of thing. Not that Maybe. I have any fucking clue where the, the source material comes from because you guys are saying it's from the house of M. Yeah, right? yeah, but partially. The, yeah, yeah, but this this particular part of it, um, the whole vision thing doesn't doesn't really play into that. No. Um, you know, um, I, I mean, and I think we can say this now because we're past this point. And correct me if I'm wrong. In House of M, she before House of M, she actually had two children and they were killed, and that's what. Yes, that yeah, was part of what drove her. Yeah, into the, into the fantasy world. So this stuff with Vision being dead, this is all new territory for us as well. Maybe that's a way of them combine, kind of tweaking the the story a little bit. She had the two kids that obviously passed away, so now they're bringing Vision back from the dead and her brother back from the dead. Brother uh, from another mother. Possibly. <laughs> so and then obviously because i kind of remember pedro from days of future past or whatever when he was in there right he thinks that magnet magneto is is his father so that would make magneto her father right and we don't know that magneto isn't her father do we um according to the mcu timeline we do we know that they were just to nobody Sokovians, supposedly. But, but, okay, but but in saying that, do we know who her father is? No, that's uh, Maximoff is all we know. Okay, Mr. and so, Mrs. Maximoff. So it, it is, remarkable. It, it's yeah. still plausible it that could he is her be, father yes. in that timeline, um, whether by, you know, universes colliding or in reality. Um, and maybe in our timeline, Magneto didn't become a mutant, or maybe he was. I mean, we find out the X-Men have been hidden this whole time or whatever excuse they use to fold them in. Uh, I'm sure that they're looking at that. Oh, definitely. Because um, if you dissect the Falcon and the Winter Soldier trailer, there's already something that was mentioned in there that it's highly suspected to be pointing towards Wolverine. What was that? Med Rapport. Okay. Okay. I, apparently, there was mention of it. I mean, yeah. yeah, but it's it that doesn't necessarily mean Wolverine. You know, no, but Marvel. that's the the closest thing that is aligned with that place. Yeah, in the Marvel universe. Um, did anybody else think I, that trailer was kind of lame? I didn't watch the full one. I just watched the one on the uh, during the Super Bowl. Which, by the way. <laughs> I got to say, how are you feeling this week? I mean, I, I asked Paul what I won, and he said I had to gloat like crazy. I can't believe I forgot about this. And, you know, I was thinking to myself, you know, I feel really bad for Paul and Corbs because, you know, I mean, they 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 lost their Super Bowl pick, and what if they're driving along this week and, you know, they lose a tire. They have a, a blowout of, like, you know, 10 to 12 points or more and have to call AAA. <laughs> um, that would be awful. Uh but yeah, I I, I want to know, guys, how, how come the guy that doesn't know anything about uh, uh, the Super Bowl can accurately predict that? Uh, we were wondering the same thing because there was a steady stream of text messages back and forth. <laughs> really, really? I, tell me about this. Um, as as the night wore on, we were like, "What what the fuck is happening right now? Like, are we serious? Like, I'm pretty sure my my response was, "Hugh is going to be intolerable." <laughs> like, <laughs> If he remembers, apparently. <laughs> I, I actually meant to bring it up at the top of the show and I forgot to do it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was hilarious. It couldn't have went any fucking better for this show. Yeah, couldn't. <laughs> so, you know, if if you want to place any other bets on any, any Super Bowl games or, or whatever, 
you guys have. Uh, I mean, feel free to like give me the team names. Run it by you first. <laughs> butcher them and make something up out of thin air, and we'll we'll see if this is a thing. Maybe it's a skill I have. Right. I it was just we were on in agreement, so you had to go the opposite direction regardless. So yeah, but but you know, I also called that it was going to be a blowout of what I say yes. more than ten to twelve points. More than yes. Which at that point, you guys were probably there's no fucking way this game is right. Gonna be no, no, because we we both we both figured it was going to be with a, a touchdown either way. Less than I actually thought it was going to hinge on a field goal. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I, I figured less seven points or less was going to be the difference. So, yeah, not so much. I mean, and, and you know, I, you watch sports center now, and they're all, you know, all Holmes is hurt, was hurt. And look, I, I don't give a shit if he was hurt. He, Paul, did you watch the game? Me? Watch the, no, no, Paul. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Of course he did. The whole game, yes. He was running for his life. Yes, yes, he was. That and defense was on fire. All over. I mean, he, yeah. they, they said he, he scrambled. 497 yards around the field, not just up and down the field. Right. Left and right. Back and forth across the field. The most by any quarterback in Super Bowl history. I believe it. Like you said, he was running for his life. Yeah, he was literally running. For... But some, you got to admit, some of them throws that he made. Oh, my God. Yeah. The one where he was laying. Yes. And threw it and hit the kid in the face mask. He didn't catch it. I was like, dude, how do you not catch that ball? Right. So, I don't know. But seven Super Bowl wins. I'm not. I'm not going to say it, but he's he's impressive now. Yeah. He really he's got is. Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> I think um, actually a good buddy of mine uh, is a huge Bucks fan, and I texted him that night, congratulations, because. This is the second time they've won the Super Bowl. So I just, you know, just out of friendship, I just, you know, texted him or whatnot. But if he comes back, which I think he's going to. I already said he is. And I think they got it. If they can bring back a lot of those guys, they got a great shot repeating. Now, I read somewhere, weren't the Buccaneers like the last place team or something? Or uh, the, the previous year, the previous season? They they were, they weren't, maybe they, the weren't they weren't good. They weren't a playoff by team. Any stretch, yeah. Their their quarterback last year set the record for throwing, but the, the same he said he threw the same number of touchdowns as interceptions in a season. It's the only time like the exact same number. He threw thirty touchdowns and thirty interceptions. <laughs> the first time in history that, that that's happened with more than 30, 30, 30 passes, like thirty touchdown passes. So I mean, that's they were I think they were seven and nine last year, Paul. Maybe six and ten. I think so. Yeah. But before. Before he signed there, they were like, I was like 150 to one to win the Super Bowl. Right. And then halfway was it? Their their buy was late. They had the last week buy, like week 12, something like that. Excuse me. At that time, they weren't even in the playoffs. They were like, they're out of seven teams in both divisions this year. They were like ninth. And they had really had no chance of making the playoffs. And then they won out to make it. How are you ninth out of seven teams? That's pretty, pretty awful. Well, there's 16 teams in each league, Paul. Oh, I thought you yeah. said, I thought you said there were seven, 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 playoff, seven playoff teams. Oh, okay. I'm like, man, oh, seven, man, seven, man, you, you need to rank two levels below even the number of teams that exist. That's pretty <laughs> awful. They, they made it. They were the last team in. They were number seven. 
and won the whole thing. Yeah, because they they didn't start off well. They no. they were not mashing at first, and then Tom Brady happened. As he always does. Mm-hmm. As he always does. So, so Hugh, I'm going to say congratulations to you on a great Thank pick. You. And let's not have that happen again next year. <laughs> oh, we'll have to see if this is a thing. Right. See if it becomes a yearly thing. <laughs> Um, so Corbs, right before we started recording, you said there was something you wanted oh, yeah. to uh, tell yeah, us about. Is, okay. All right. So out of Oregon, they're requesting that teachers take this program that's called is it it's ethno mathematics. Is that what we figured out? Ethno. I'm ethno thinking. mathematics. Okay. This program is being asked of teachers to undo racism and mathematics. Middle school teachers are being told to take this class to dismantle racism and mathematics. The toolkit includes a list of ways white supremacy culture allegedly filtrated math classrooms, okay? Is this like, you know, Sally has 10 oranges, Tyrone steals five of them. How many does Sally have left? This includes focusing on getting the right answer (laughs) and showing and being required to show their work. They're saying that they don't have to get the answer correct or show their work. It's that's white supremacy by having them do that. Okay. Yeah. There's more. (laughs) Instead of focusing on one right answer, teachers are encouraged to come up with at least two answers that might solve the problem. So basically what they're saying is one plus one does not equal, equals two, but it also might equal three. If you can prove that- That's not how math works. Right, exactly. So my question to the two of you is, what the fuck is this? Now, I would be interested to know, did this actually come from a liberal institution or because, you know, we can't trust this. Did it come from some right wing institution trying to make the left wing institutions look stupid? Because that's stupid. In fact, I think that's too stupid for any reasonable human being. You know, anybody that can get on Facebook and hashtag Black Lives Matter should know that that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. This comes from, and this came off of Fox News's Fox News's channel. Oh well, oh, there you go. Who who's backing it? Who is uh? uh Candace Owens. It's from the Oregon Department of Education. They're the ones that are requesting that they do it. It's called Pathway to Math. Pathway to Math Equity Course Micro Course. It's just, like I was telling Paul, I got this from a a text message group that I was on, that I'm a part of. Okay. I'm just looking up what I can find on this really quickly. See, it keeps coming from, everything I'm finding is from Fox News. Uh, Yeah, everything is linking from Fox. We, We need to look into this more because right now, Every single link I'm clicking on is linking back to Fox. It's all coming from one single source. 
that doesn't necessarily mean that it's not true, but man, I have a hard time believing that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm the first to admit that you know uh, the liberal side that I am, I, I am part of, does some stupid things sometimes. But I mean that, that's ridiculous. Well, you know, here what's ridiculous about it is that somehow getting the right answer is uh, racist oppression. I mean, looking at all these articles, I would really like to see an explanation of that why they think it's 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 racist oppression i mean if you're you're gonna say you know one plus one can equal three then you know you kind of have to back up why one plus one equaling one is racist i I don't get that i just sent the link to paul yes i have the link too so that 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 link will be in the show notes as well just so hopefully someone can try to decipher this um that's interesting that's fucking crazy i got this text message at eight o'clock this morning nice from these three guys, the three guys that are, that are part of this text message group, and I, I won't name any names because they're friends. And this shit went on at eight o'clock this morning for a good 45 minutes, nonstop texting. By 8.15, I had 16 text messages Okay. about this. You know what's interesting? Ethnomathematics Oregon only brings up a single page. I mean, there, it brings up a ton of pages, but only the first page has links to actually to actually the story or something about the story. After that page, it appears to all be um, unrelated things like, you know, you know, mathematics professor talks about racial diversity, things like that, you know, completely unrelated. Uh, I mean, just right there to begin with that suspect that only the first page that pops up references the article and right. they all seem to be linking back to Fox News. Again, doesn't mean that it's not true. Um, but that that's a little weird. Also, not seeing a single. Okay, this is what I'm getting uh, in the, the the very first page, which is every single thing that comes up when I look up ethnomathematics Oregon, Fox AllSides.com, WSWS.org, uh, MichaelSavage.com, SpectrumReport.com, SeattleTimes.com, FreeRepublic.com, ENMNews.com, and Patheos.com. Now, a few of those I've heard of, but none of those are major news organizations. So that uh, that gives me pause there. I mean, we've seen things that seem like they were real turn out to be completely fake stories. So. Right. I just, I, 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 the reason I bring it up is I just kind of, I was like. Oh, no, I think it's great that you brought it up. That's fantastic. I'm like, but. I'm like, really? White supremacy in mathematics? I mean, right. mathematics is, is one plus one is two. It, it's not. It's not one plus two is blue. I mean, <laughs> I was when I was I read the article and I was just like, oh my god, this is this is what the, what we've okay. Doing. This is this is interesting. Um, one thing says the studies that they talk about this uh, it has to do with the mindset. The mindset. It's not the formulas. This is from uh, SeattleTimes.com. It's not that the formulas and equations taught in current math classes are racist. It's how they're used in daily life. Nowhere in this document does it say math is inherently racist. It's how math is used as a tool uh, for oppression. So they're saying, you know, there are studies that talk about how specifically black and brown students not being seen as scientists or mathematicians. It affects their efficacy, their ability to engage in that kind of learning. So I think they're trying to say that, um, you know, uh, people of color uh, aren't seen as uh, being good at math. And that seems, I mean, this, again, I, I need to read this, you know, more in depth, but it's interesting that, uh, 
That is really interesting. All right. Yeah. I, I, I don't really feel like I can speak on this, you know, too much further, but I do think that's interesting that one of the uh, reports apparently um, called out in a, a article about this says that, you know, it, it didn't specifically say that math was racist and I can kind of understand that. I mean, I mean, you take it, you, it's, it's pretty much, you know, known. I mean, people, especially racist people, but you know, a lot of people assume, you know, if someone's black, they're not going to be a scientist. They're not going to be a doctor or a mathematician or something like that, which is, it's ridiculous. Uh, but I, I can see that. Um, I just don't know how you can really, you know, I think you, maybe you have to uh, change the way you teach to get those students engaged, which probably doesn't mean teaching black math. It probably means teaching math better in uh, predominantly black areas and schools. Right. That's how you focusing more on focusing more on that. Yes. Right. Yeah. I just, wanted to, like I, said, I just wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to bring it up. I, I, I kind of got a chuckle at it this morning and figured, wow, well, I figured you guys might like this. So I do. I mean, it's generated a few different options for titles. <laughs> <laughs> As you I had one more. <laughs> you and your writing down. Uh, do we have anything else? Or are we ready to wrap this up? Uh, you said you wanted to talk about Valentine's Day. Oh, I was just wondering what, what your guys' plan was for Valentine's Day, if you guys have any. Corbs? Uh, I am going to be spending the night tomorrow night with my girlfriend. Nice. Tomorrow night's not Valentine's Day. Well, I can't spend it on, oh. on Sunday night. She got to work Monday morning. I don't have to work, so I can technically <laughs> go there. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> Seriously, I can do what I want. But No, so we're going we're gonna to spend the night together tomorrow night, and then on Valentine's Day, we've got to go to her cousin's for a birthday party. So that's what nice. we're going to be we're going to be doing. So dinner, you know, just normal romantic oh. stuff. I, uh, we are sending Avery to her uh, grandmother's house for the evening uh, after work, and I have uh, I picked up a couple uh, nice thick ribeyes. Going to throw them in the sous vide, sous vide, and then sear them on the cast iron pan, do some uh, button mushrooms, probably in butter and white wine, maybe some onions, um, baked potatoes. She loves baked potatoes with lots of butter. So just going to cook a really a simple, but nice and elegant meal. And uh, who knows what happens from there? I know what happens from there. But I'm not gonna <laughs> we all know what happens from there. <laughs> How about you, Paul? Nothing. We have no plans right now. Uh, like I said, this weekend is mostly about Madison's birthday. Um, so I, I don't know, it's, it might take 10 minutes out of the day, you know, that's it. Uh, there will be an exchange of gifts. Okay, but I was going to say, you got her something, right? I a few things. On, yeah. I yeah. on my couch. <laughs> That'd be better because that's the same room where Valhalla is. So. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> uh, yeah. But like I said, I, I already know what I'm getting for Valentine's day. Um, she doesn't know because I've I've been dodging what I got her. Um, I just keep screwing with her, and I'm like, yeah, I already won Valentine's Day. It's okay. I'm hoping I did. If I can pull this out here. Damn it! Where is it? There it is. We're wondering the same about your head. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Since I know this won't come out before Valentine's Day, I don't know if you're even going to be able to see what this is. Okay, oh, it's not is nearly as etched, clear. Yeah, it's etched heart etched. with it, with your guys's photo in it is what I'm yeah. guessing. Very cool. Yeah. Very nice. That is a very cool. Up. No, you made it worse. There you go. Okay. <laughs> that's yeah, very cool. Yeah, that's very cool. I had my uh, 
because obviously she wants well, she'll know before when this comes out. I got had my sister make she's a big fan of gnomes. Like oh, garden, cool. like stuff gnomes. She's got a bunch of her around her house. Dude, Someone, you never told me that. That's like a major red flag right there. Gnomes? <laughs> gnomes. <laughs> or is my she's sister going said, to feed you to her god at some point. And he's gonna be my, about three feet tall. It's, it's actually gnomes. 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 Um, I had my my sister and my mom have been practicing making gnomes. They made St. Patrick gnomes. So my sister sent me a picture, or my mom and me a picture of like a Valentine's Day gnome. And I asked her, can you make me a pair for for Kelly? So that's what I got her. And then I'm going to get so her. So your sister got your girlfriend gift, Valentine's Day gift. My sister made, she didn't get me it. She made me it. And then I paid her money for it. All right. <laughs> That, there's the justification right there. Yeah, you paid money for it. Money changed hands. <laughs> and then I will uh, I'll get her gift saving to get her nails done. So nice. So that's what we're doing. I don't know what she's gotten me. She hasn't told me. So. Mine is yet another PlayStation game that I won't play for months. <laughs> so well, at least nobody said they got their uh, significant other a gift that's teledildonic. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to come back next week and give us an explanation on that? Probably not. <laughs> I, I mean, look it up. Look it up. I don't want to. I'm, I'm scared. You've looked <laughs> up worse things in your browser. I bet your browser Earlier. history would make me puke. Uh, no, because I'm a tech guy and I know enough to <laughs> automatically clear it. <laughs> <laughs> you clear your browser ship every, and every, after every couple hours. Yeah. Every couple <laughs> I'm All right, we got. I'm a once a week guy, so. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be done. It does. So. All right, so let's wrap this up with my uh, my wisdom nugget, and and keeping with the uh, the theme of Valentine's Day, uh, this one is also geared towards um, relationships. Keep your relationship fresh by writing each other love notes. Like, I considered smothering you with a pillow last night, but <laughs> didn't because I look terrible in orange. Good night, everybody, and Mega Might Be Bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. production.